Future of Finance podcast, where finance finds its future. Hello, I'm Dominic Hobson, co-founder of Future of Finance. My guest today is David Nichol, CEO and co-founder of Ledger Edge, a blockchain-based, decentralized corporate bond market trading and investing network that spans the United States, the United Kingdom and the European Union. Its goal is to incentivize its users to contribute price information and liquidity to markets which have historically lacked much of either. David, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dominic. Now, as I indicated in my opening remarks, you're actually trying to do something which is very hard, not just because the corporate bond markets are illiquid and as a consequence short of price information, but because the status quo isn't going to change overnight. So how do you go about transforming what's historically been an illiquid, bilateral, opaque, telephone-based corporate bond market into something which is liquid, uh, multilateral, transparent, and digital. Well, thanks so much for, for having me, Dominic, again, and uh, thanks for everyone who's, who's watching. This is a great opportunity to uh, be able to talk a little bit about the, uh, the future of this industry, the future of finance, um, and uh, I'm really happy to be here. Um, I, I'm glad that, that you said it's a hard thing, uh, because we, we certainly had a lot of fun over the last few years building Ledger Edge. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't always feel hard, especially because I, I think that, um, as you say, much of the market right now uh, goes over, over uh, phone, over chat messages. Um, it's not fully electronified. Um, but that said, our client base is, I believe, the very best in finance. We have a bunch of really fast thinking, innovative users, market participants who uh, want to look at the future of this industry. They want to participate in the next wave of, of what's happening in uh, corporate bond trading. Um, and we formed a great partnership with them. Um, now, the second point I'll say about uh, the corporate bond market changing overnight, you know, people look at the major incumbents in the space and they say, well, those are, those are 25 year overnight successes. It certainly does take a lot of foundational work to build into the next evolution of, of finance in general, uh, capital markets in general, but secondary trading, especially because it's a network based business. You've got buyers and sellers, all of whom need to be connected. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's the most uh, fun type of business to build, uh, but there, there are certainly um, a lot of complexities to work through. Right now, the, the market has been um, successfully moving toward more and more electronification of trading. Right now, about 30% of US uh, investment grade, uh, sorry, 30% of US high yield bonds trade over electronic platforms each day, um, and 40% and of trades in high yield instruments trade on electronic platforms. The vast majority of, of the rest of those are, are chat messages or phones. And, and in fact, I, I spoke to someone two weeks ago who had recently executed a bond trade on, on a fax machine, if you can believe that. Um, and that really still does occur. So um, we're very happy to be building into a market that knows about electronification, is happy to, to look at electronification, happy to start moving toward more electronification. And, um, and we're providing new and fundamentally different experiences, capabilities, um, and, and, uh, and fundamentally better execution quality into the corporate bond market. We do that with distributed ledger technology, which uh, we'll certainly get into here. But the, the point for Ledger Edge is that we're working with institutional markets. Uh, we're giving them more data control, less data leakage, and, and in the end, fundamentally better, better um, execution. I don't know if I can believe the, the fax machine story. You can be grateful it wasn't a telex machine. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm just, just to, to elaborate on, on, on one aspect of the question I asked, it's obviously going to be 
you know, you're working with all these, these firms and the electronic trading is going up, particularly between the professional uh, institutions in the market. But there's going to be a, a transition, isn't there? You're going to mm-hmm. have your market alongside the, the, the existing market for quite a long time. Have you thought about how long that, that process might last or how you manage your business through that, through that necessarily probably quite lengthy transition? Yeah, great question. I think it's, um, I agree with you that it's a fallacy to think that everything will move to an electronified trading regime overnight. Um, Really, it's all dependent on the trade circumstance. What we hear from the market is that outside the top 2000 most liquid instruments and outside of those trades or any any trades that that are larger than 2 million in size, the, the, the lack of liquidity, the lack of information transparency means that it's it's quite difficult to get those done without going to the phone, without talking to a, to a contact. And, and so I think the real key here is about understanding the nuance in each trading uh, situation. Um, it, it's not simply expecting everyone to push everything to electronification immediately. The, the key for us is that we start with a strong um, collaborative uh, customer base. We, we've worked with 18 sell-side firms and 21 buy-side firms in working groups and advisory councils and onboarding sessions over the last um, uh, two years in order to make sure that we're building a a solution that really provides a better experience, not just a a fancy new product. Um, That kind of base of liquidity and that base of interaction will be really important as we move toward that digital future. Um, And and I think the the, the last point is that uh, Ledger Edge needs to, and anyone in the market really, needs to offer a bridge to this digital future. We can't expect that it's all going to happen overnight. So, you know, you need a secure place to start trading more electronic, more electronically, a secure place where your data is protected, and a place where you can start to access this this electronic and more um, more more flexible, more movable, more more liquid market with with real protection, real control over who gets to see your liquidity, who you're engaging with and, and how you're engaging with them. And that especially means that you need to uh, protect those relationships. As we saw through all the periods of volatility, March 2020 uh, and, and the last few weeks with everything uh, that's going on in the world right now, um, the, the, the value of relationships and the value of being able to, to pull on direct relationships um, in the market is critically important, especially in periods of this volatility. Something that caught my eye is that you have described your approach as DeFi, which excites people like me who think that that's interesting experiments going on in in DeFi markets. But what does DeFi mean for you and for your prospective users, these buy and sell side firms you're talking to? Yeah, yeah, there's so much happening in finance um, in general and and in the world of, of DeFi. We, the, the, the trick for Ledger Edge is that we are bringing such new and, um, and, and great capabilities to the market, real experiences and, and real differences to the market. We have to make sure that those are consumable, understandable, adoptable, ready for our, our users who are using the, the platform today, um, while also you know, opening up this, this world of the future of the market. Um, this, this company, we, we've been around for, for two years um, but the idea has been in, in germination for, for um, over five years. We, we know that the, the markets are moving toward a new um, uh, electronified future. We know that um, the, digitize, the digitization of assets is, is going forward in terms of issuance, asset management, and, and indeed trading. Um, and, and we're harnessing all of those innovations. For, for us, the technology that we use is, is best described as distributed ledger technology. 
We've taken the core ideas of, of distribution, the core ideas of, of, of distributing risk, cost, and control, instead of putting that all in one single central database with one single central owner. What we do is, is we give all users ownership and control of their data. We give them the ability to interact with the market from their own point in, in the ecosystem. And then the, the key question for us is how do we make sure as a, as a technology provider and as a market operator that all of those points, all of those market participants see the correct version of the truth? To answer that question, to solve that challenge, we use distributed ledger technology. Um, and, and that allows us to decentralize that control, give users full ownership of their data, but making sure that they all see the right version of the truth at the right time for them. Let me talk a bit about the, the sell side in particular, the, the, the traders that you've referred to. What exactly does Ledger Edge uh, enable those traders to do, in particular what stuff they can't do now? Mm -hmm. Well, everyone in the market, Dominic, is looking to do more with less. Of course, the buy side's looking to gain um, alpha, find alpha through, through any kinds of, of, uh, of use of their portfolio, use of their assets, use of their balance sheet. The sell side is trying to uh, answer more and more of those customer inquiries, deal with, uh, you know, deal with better service to more and more counterparties without as much use of, of their own balance sheet post-2008. So the, the key here um, is, that, is that Ledger Edge allows traders to do more with less. It allows them to deploy smart orders. Now, now smart orders are, are a really important innovation that we're bringing to the market. Smart orders are, are any kind of interest. It could be a direct order. It could be an indicative order. It could be an axe or an indication of interest or, or even, even a holding. Um, but the, these smart orders um, have reveal conditions attached to them. Those reveal conditions only allow that order to be revealed to the right other counterparties in the market. That could be based on their identity or based on what the other side is showing into the market. So to your question, what this uh, allows the sell side trader to do is that it allows a sell side trader or a, or, or a, or a sales uh, user to identify even better opportunities to, um, to, to uh, you know, distribute axes, to find opportunities to trade, to make use of, of limited balance sheet, and to answer and serve customer inquiries, which is critically important. Um, with, with this resting order concept, this resting smart order concept, they can deploy these orders into the market um, and, and have them rest there without having them revealed to the entire market such that their, their own edge, their own data advantage is given up. The, the, the last thing I'll say is that it also allows the sales side uh, user to distribute their uh, streaming quotes and their axes in a very direct way from the sales side user to the buy side. So instead of having to go to a you know, massive distribution list, they can um, share directly to their counterparties. And, and that's back to building and enhancing that relationship, which is so important in this market. Now, those smart resting orders you referred to sound like a pretty crucial innovation. As we said at the outset, these corporate bond markets are pretty illiquid. And one of the problems is that information leakage you've just referred to, it causes mm -hmm. the price to, to move against you. So perhaps elaborate a little bit on that, on how you're you're solving that that liquidity move the price against you um, problem and, and, and perhaps thread into it how being based, as you say, on distributed ledger technology enables you to, to create those resting smart orders that minimize the, the market impact. Yeah, um, absolutely. When we started working with the market, um, the, we, we kind of, we wondered, you know, are we really building a, a new solution which is truly differentiated from what users have today? And will it provide a, an actually a, a better outcome? 
Um, and, and what we heard was that, you know, anytime, as I said, you, you go outside the top 2000 names or above 2 million in size, anytime you put an interest into the market or even do a search, the, the price moves against you. And our question was, you know, why, why haven't why haven't networks been built to allow users to get over this challenge? You know, really, it's it's about, you know, one side of the market asking for a price, the other side giving a price. This this shouldn't be too hard. And what we found is that, you know, the, the only really networks where users can have that interaction are these centralized, fully controlled networks where the market operator owns and controls the data and where they then take that data and sell it back to the users. It, it's a really important uh, part of their revenue uh, picture, and and it's you know it, it's actually it's a great innovation. If you're you know evolving from from voice trades, from as we said fax trades, it's a big big step forward to put all of that into um into a kind of a hub and spoke model. However, it has its thresholds, and that's what we're seeing now. Um, and, and so to your question about um how we how we solve that problem, we give uh, trust and control back to the holders of the data, making sure that um, they own and control their data. Ledger Edge doesn't see the data pre-trade um, and they can share that directly with others in the market without having you know, a middleman um, step in the way and, and own any of that very valuable pre-trade information. Um, we, we, um, you don't have to kind of share data in order to, uh, in order to see anything here. You, you can, you know, interact with the market based on very limited interest and then, um, and, and then start the conversation that way. And, and for Ledger Edge, we're simply building the, the rails. We're building the connectivity for how these users interact with each other. Um, and, and we take a, an approach of um, giving the users their, their data control and their economic and beneficial ownership of it. Um, uh, and, and then, you know, going forward, that will evolve and, and the network will have more value just by way of that connectivity and that interaction. Uh, do those benefits, the, the low profile, the, the limited information, the data sharing, do those apply to the buy side, the portfolio managers in the same way, or do they get different benefits out of Ledger Edge? Hmm. It, it's, um, it's, it's a slightly different value proposition to each side of the market. And it's so important to think about this market with all the different users and the and the persona types that that need to mm-hmm. interact with the market. Definitely. Um, uh, so the the way we think about the buy side is is that uh, they have uh, you know challenges to deploy capital, allocate resources, make portfolio changes in a changing world. You know, intense market structure demands. Um, and, and a lot of work to do. And so we need to make this as efficient as possible, but also give them fundamentally better opportunities. So the, the users we think about on the buy side are the portfolio managers, the analysts, and, and of course the traders. And, and what Ledger Edge has, has, what we found ourselves doing is, is really providing a critical tool for traders and portfolio managers to work really closely together. Because you know, right now the portfolio manager knows perhaps what they want to do with the portfolio. They want to move out of something into something else or, or just you know, add, add risk here, take away risk there. Um, then they need to work with the trader to understand what's liquid, what's available, what can they actually execute in, in the market. Now, with, with Ledger Edge, our, our data control concept uh, our, and our smart order concept, it allows those two parties to work together really well. It allows the trader to tell the, the portfolio manager exactly what the liquidity picture looks like. Um, they can uncover new and better opportunities because of these smart orders that you know open up you know new new opportunities for the portfolio managers and the traders to to do more work in the um, in, in in their uh, risk moves, um, and then finally, 
it was actually the buy side who, who came to us and said, we, we love this kind of this, this conditional order concept, this, this uh, reveal condition concept. We'd like to use it not just for orders, but for our holdings as well. So that for parts of our portfolio that we're looking to either add risk to or, or take away risk from, you know, move out of risk, we can put that into the market without, without a specific explicit order being, being there. And we can start to uncover new opportunities and, and kind of advertise our holdings more to the very right portions of, of the market where we can actually get some, some business done here. And that's, that's, that's totally new um, for, for the market. I'm really excited to see how that, how that works um, because I think there'll be a, a, a lot of new and, and different trades. And, and that includes trades that start at a high level. You know, perhaps the user doesn't know exactly which which name which security they want to buy or sell you know you can you can paint this at a, at a higher level do a search um, for for a category of risk and then you know start to find opportunities within that category I, you know Dominic this is this is the type of innovation that's been around in in you know retail internet Google searching for uh, for, for you know a few decades now and and I think applying some of these same lessons of of a fundamentally better, searching experience and, and data sharing and data finding experience is what we're bringing to the, the corporate bond market. Mm-hmm. As you yourself say, there are multiple personalities at work in, in the bond markets. Uh, we've talked about portfolio managers, we've talked about traders, we haven't talked much about what you might call the primary market people, the syndicate desks, the, mm-hmm. the investment bank sales people. What are they going to get out of, of Ledger Edge? Mm. Um, it's, it's a great question. We get this question quite a bit. They say, are, are you also working in the primary market as well? Or are you totally focused on the secondary market? And the answer is that right now we're very focused on the secondary market. There's so much work to do in the secondary market. These are bonds already issued where users need to trade these securities from one, one party to another, um, having already been issued. Now, that said, there's a huge opportunity to interact with the primary market where there are are actually wonderful solutions um, being built today. These are digital issuance solutions. These are new kind of syndicate improvement platforms. Um, And and it's, it's, it's a very exciting space at the moment. A lot of the value in the primary market is knowing the picture of, of what the secondary market looks like. Where is the demand? Who's going to buy these securities? Um, which investors are interested, the, the, these kind of questions. And, and what Ledger Edge can do is, again, through this intelligent data sharing network, interact with these primary market solutions to share that kind of liquidity information with, with those primary market operators. And, you know, this is always, as I said before, this is the data is owned and controlled by the secondary market participant. So they, they will have to opt in and directly share this information with, with the primary market. But you know, if it's about something that they they want to buy or, or some some interest that they have, this will be in in their interest. Um, now, post post issuance, uh, there are lots of other personas on the sell side, uh, like, like salespeople, uh, kind of client coverage desks, and what what we've heard from them loud and clear is that they're trying to cover more and more client requests with with fewer people and less balance sheet. Well, being able to identify the right pockets of the market where liquidity is looking for a home or looking to move will help them be even more effective in their job. Um, and, and those users uh, on the sell side who are able to deploy smarter orders with better data, th- those are the ones that are going to be able to, um, to succeed. Now you're interacting with the, the various interests in the marketplace, both formally and presumably informally as well. And I guess you have to be pretty disciplined about which ideas you, you accept and run with and which ideas you, you reject. But is there, are there some obvious facets of the platform which you have 
maybe network is a better idea than platform, the ecosystem. Are there aspects of it you've modified in response to feedback from the potential users? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you called it an ecosystem, Dominic, because that's exactly the mindset that our users um, have. And that's the mindset we have as we build this network of participants. Um, and, and as you say, from the beginning, we've, we've, had, um, we've had a great collaborative experience with, with the market and customers in the market who I think are, are the very best in, in the secondary market, hugely innovative, full of ideas. And, and of course, as, as I'm sure you know, many people know, you know they're not, not shy, not unwilling to, sh to share their opinion. So, so we haven't you know, had to beg for, for ideas. We haven't had to ask for feedback. We, we know that comes pretty quickly. Um, and, and so uh, that, that's the way we've built this. It's been engaging, uh, collaborative. We started with, with working groups uh, in 2020, um, and we've now built a system in collaboration with these, with these parties. So some of the feedback we received um, from initially from the cell side, where we kind of started our conversations, um, was about direct connectivity and, and about um, execution fees. On direct connectivity, the, the question was, well, look, we... The, the costs of integrating and connecting to an ever-growing list of, of clients is really becoming very difficult for us to support in the context of a trading business. So, you know, can, can we use Ledger Edge as a way to intelligently share streaming quotes with, with, uh, with the buy side? And, and as a new platform, building this, this connectivity from, from the ground up and, and not taking um, ownership of the data through that process, uh, the answer was, of course, yes. And, and so we built that into the system quite quickly. On execution fees, you know, they, they've only gone one way in the last 10 years, and um, they've evolved from a voice broking model. So we've been able to put out a premium product at a very competitive price, um, which, is, which is obviously um, something the market loves. On the buy side, um, I've already told you about their uh, desire to share holdings with the market in a way that's very controlled um, and allows them to uncover new and different trading opportunities and also enhance their relationships with the sell side. The, the other thing I'll say, though, is that um, they, they've provided a lot of feedback on our, on our uh, user interface. Um, it's called the, the Ledger Edge Oracle. And uh, it, it's a very new and different look at, at a visual um, depiction of the market. It visually shows liquidity in the corporate bond market, which is something, you know, the idea of a visual picture of liquidity in, in the corporate bond market is not really something that, that corporate bond traders at least have seen before. They see one price uh, on an asset. But, you, you know, as this market electronifies, as it gets more liquid, that kind of um, very compelling visual picture is, is really, really important. So there's a lot of feedback we get from the market. It's an ongoing process. And we have a, a pilot launch uh, coming up in the UK where we'll get even more feedback from the market. Um, and, uh, and, and the whole uh, focus for us is being inclusive, being flexible, and building on a modern tech stack, which helps us incorporate all this feedback in, in real time. Now, talking of connectivity, not in the sense of of being able to reach a wider range of, of counterparts, but just literally interacting with, with Ledger Edge itself. Mm. Are you expecting your users or are your users expecting themselves to run their own nodes? I mean, this is a distributed Ledger um, technology. So will they run their own nodes or will you have to operate all the nodes for them, at, at least initially? Yeah, um, what a great question. We, we, um, we have two, a few requirements here. Uh, one is that as a regulated platform, we need to be able to answer um, the questions of market abuse, manipulation, fraud, all of that for, for the regulator. Um, 
and then uh, we also have the uh, desire from our customers for this market to move um, much faster than it has in the past. You know, our, our system can move at thousands of transactions a second, um, which is way beyond most purely decentralized, um, you know, blockchain networks, for instance. Um, uh, and, and so we are um, offering the service from the cloud. It's managed from the cloud. Um, and, and we use a, a middleware technology, a DLT technology called Corda, to make sure that all the nodes in the cloud environment are fully firewalled off from each other and fully private to the to the customer. Um, the, uh, the the distributed order book is what we call it. it each each picture of the order book is held at the at the node, um, and then the customer accesses that node through an API or, or as I said, through the user interface or, or some combination of the two. Um, and, and all of that works at, at thousands of transactions a second. So it supports the speed and the latency and throughput requirements um, that, our, that our customers demand. Now, you know, in, going forward, um, if customers want to own their own and control and operate their nodes on premises, um, it's very easy for us to build that in, um, kind of adopt the architecture for that. Um, currently, none of our customers are, are asking for that. And, and I think that's telling in, in um, kind of secondary capital markets where the demand is and, and what the real requirements are. Yeah, and I suspect one reason they're not asking for that is they've got legacy technologies, which they're not ready to, to dispose of at this point, which raises a question specific to the buy side, hooking them up to, to the network. Uh, they'll all have historic order management, execution management systems. Um, how are you going to, to join them, I'm talking here purely, I suppose, of, of the buy side, but you may have a variant of this problem on the sell side as well. Mm -hmm. I noticed you had a relationship with, with Transfic. I wonder if they fitted in somewhere in that connection to the buy side area. Yeah, the, the integration to uh, customer systems is critically important. Um, I said earlier, you know, part of our challenge is helping all of this very adoptable, very user-friendly, while also being very powerful. Um, we, we describe this like, uh, like you know, sitting in a in a in a new car, maybe a Tesla, where you you know it, it feels a little bit different, but you kind of know where all the controls are, but you you know it's different, and and you step inside, and everything just works, and it goes faster than you expect, and it burns you know less uh, less fossil fuels than you've ever seen before. It's just a great experience, even though it's something totally fundamentally new and different. And that's that's kind of the approach we're taking here. What that means in in, in trading world is that we integrate to customer systems. Those are proprietary systems. So pricing engines, um, RFQ responders, uh, Axe production engines, Axe production engines rather on the sell side. Um, and, and Transfic is a really important part of that. Uh, Transfic and Ion are two of the really important sell side order management systems and, and connectivity layers um, that we're working really, really closely with um, to make sure that our, our trading ecosystem can access uh, and can interact with all those client systems. On the buy side, um, a, we, we also are integrating with um, all the major order management systems uh, in the market. Uh, we, we recently put out a press release with uh, Charles River, uh, which is a, a great forward thinking firm. Um, there are others uh, coming up, uh, folks like Thinkfolio, um, uh, Simcorp, um, and, and then, you know, of course, other other big companies like, like Aladdin or Bloomberg. Um, and, and it's, you know, some people say, is it just a necessary evil that you have to interact with, with these client systems? And the answer is, is no, you know, they've solved a lot of problems for a lot of the market. And, and it's really a benefit for us to be able to work with, with these organizations. 
Um, and, and, you know, we simply see ourselves as providing um, that, that connectivity layer between firms and critically uh, regulated institutional grade execution capabilities. Now, how important are APIs? There's obviously going to be quite a lot of data flowing around this, this ecosystem. How important are APIs to what you're trying to do? Yeah, the, the, the importance of APIs in, in the market has only grown in the last 10 years. Um, and, and I think we're benefiting from the fact that it's now quite standardized um, and it's, it's relatively easy for us to build an API um, uh, interface, which is easy to integrate, easy to use, easy for tech teams to work with. So we have a fixed 4.4 API. Um, it's, it's very uh, easy to integrate. It includes all of the services and all the functions that our, our platform offers. Um, that, that is also the basis for our integrations with uh, those client systems that I spoke about. Um, and and uh, you know, we, we've got three or four different ways to interact with the marketplace, whether that's through you know, Excel add-ins or, or direct API connectivity or, or order management system integrations. Um, so the, the, the API is, is super important. And I would just say we, we definitely benefit from the fact that those are quite standardized at the moment. You mentioned a few minutes ago that electronic trading is increasing as a proportion of activity, particularly in the in the high yield markets, if not in the, the plain vanilla corporate bonds sector. And of course, you're not entering into, you know, you're not creating this new secondary market uh, ecosystem in a in a vacuum. There are electronic trading platforms out there already. There's Bloomberg, there's TradeWeb, there's Market Access, there's LiquidNet and so on. Where do you see yourselves fitting into that existing universe of, of electronic trading platforms? Yeah, the, the, we, we, um, we feel really um, happy. We feel uh, very secure in the fact that, um, that the market has, has benefited from an overall electronification trend over the last 20 years. And, and companies like Market Access, TradeWeb and Bloomberg have done a wonderful job of moving trades and interaction from the phone to, to voice or from, from the phone to, um, to uh, online electronic interactions. The, the, that, that market is still somewhat limited um, based on the ownership of the data, the fundamental architecture of these kind of, let's, let's call them web one or 2.0 companies, um, which have done a phenomenal job. And, and we have tons of respect for the people and the products at those companies. Um, and, and we're simply you know, building the next generation of electronic trading functionality. Um, we, we, we're building our systems from scratch on, on new technology rather than having a large backlog of, of things that we built, you know, from, from 2000 until now, we get to kind of build everything from, from scratch now, which helps us solve a lot of problems right up front. And, and, you know, most importantly, move really, really quickly. We've been able to build a fully functional trading platform in, in under a year, um, with, with, uh, new compelling features that have been um, kind of that, that customers have provided input on, and you know we're regulated by the the FCA um, all, all in in you know under under a year, which is uh, a wonderful achievement. And I think that speed of innovation is what we're seeing across markets, not not just in trading, but across um, markets all over the world. We're seeing that the ability to innovate, listen to customers, build the right the right systems, the right solutions for what customers are telling you. Um, and then deploy that in production is, is the biggest determinant of success. Now, one of the things that, that a successful secondary market is gonna throw off is a lot of information, price information, order information, 
and for the market itself to work properly, particularly from a post-trade perspective, you're going to need reference data. Is there an opportunity in what you're doing to create a, a stream of revenue from data? Um, is, there a, is there a data opportunity in, in, in corporate bond markets for you to supply not just price information, but maybe data analytics to people as well? Is that part of your thinking? Yeah, data is is a really exciting part of this market because it's critical for the you know in, increasing liquidity in the market, increasing electronification, um, and, and we start from a very different approach, right? By giving users ownership and control of their data, we start in, in a very different point, and and that that different starting point is is critical for the evolution of a, of a data product or a data service from Ledger Edge. By by starting from that point, we're we're allowing users to opt in to data services rather than having the default answer be that Ledger Edge um, owns and controls the data and then sells it back to the user. We, we think that's, that model is kind of broken and, and we've seen that change occur in other markets as well. You look at the, the Memex exchange in equities where, where the, you know, the user base owns, owns the data in the, uh, in the ecosystem. Um, and participates in the upside. So th this is what we'll, um, we'll be putting in place with Ledger Edge. We will design and offer data products to customers, but they will share in the economics of, uh, of those data opportunities. They'll share in the revenue um, derived from, from those data services. Um, and, and, and the other thing we'll do is um, we'll build a, a product called a QMA or quantified market activity, something we're really excited about because it's a way of designing incentives in the market that look at user behavior and, and data um, input and extraction into and from the system, which show you know, who's adding real value to the ecosystem, who's taking value from the ecosystem, and, and then allowing us to, in a really nuanced way, incentivize positive activity in Ledger Edge, um, such that those who are providing high value data into the system will actually see some, some benefit from doing that. It's, it's a totally different approach, um, but it's definitely the future for this market. It certainly is a different approach to give the, the users some uh, reward for the, for the data they, they help to create. And that's an idea which is taken, I suppose, directly from, from the world of, of, of DeFi. Have you worked on how you're going to do that yet? You're going to start issuing tokens to users or is, is it not? Are you going to use some more primitive method or you haven't thought through that through yet? Well, like, like the, uh, it's a great question. Like, like the rest of our, um, our uh, innovations and the features we, we roll out. We'll be working really closely with our customers and our strategic partners on this. Uh, we, we've been encouraged by some to, to look at a token model and um, you know, may, maybe that is the, the right one, um, but really it's, it's going to be um, the very best solution for our, for our customers. And um, it's, it's going to be you know, directly targeted at, at incentivizing users in the right way, uh, which, you know, um, it's, it's going to it's going to be achieving that ra rather than working through some kind of a uh, you know token uh, economic scheme that that's built to 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 raise funds or raise capital. Um, it's it's a very different proposition. And you made clear that it's about rewarding the ones that uh, add the most and rewarding less the ones that uh, tend to take value away. Could we talk a little bit about the uh, about the technology? Uh, that you're using, you, you've referred already to Corda, and because Ledger Edge was founded by by David Rutter, the, the R3 CEO, it's not surprising you're, you're using Corda, and every, every user has these nodes where they can look at look at their own data. But what other technologies are you are you using in creating the ecosystem? Yeah, well, one of the advantages in um, in building the company now, building the product now, is that we get to build on lots of technology that is. Um, uh, that is third-party provided 
or open source technology or IP that is that is owned by us. We can do that in a really flexible way, which allows us to take advantage of lots of new innovations in the market without being kind of held back by by a legacy technology stack. So yes, we use Corda as, as part of our uh, as part of our tech stack. That's a middleware layer that helps organize transactions and flows between nodes. It helps everyone see the right version of the truth at the right time. Um, but we we also use uh, we, we partner with um, cloud uh, service providers who allow this service to be offered at low latency and full connectivity. Uh, these are you know firms like AWS or Equinix, where where much of the financial infrastructure is located in the world. Um, and then we work really closely with, uh, with, with a software development firm uh, called Yala Labs, a wonderful firm that does much of our, uh, much of our development. We, we have uh, uh, a, a testing firm as well, which helps test this, uh, th this uh, technology. We have uh, pricing engines and pricing libraries from other partners. Um, and then, of course, we have connectivity partners who help us connect to all of these customer systems. Um, you know, this is all outside of the kind of the core IP that Ledger Edge is bringing to the market with our designs around uh, data ownership, smart orders, and, uh, and, and of course, trade execution. Uh, so it's, uh, there's a lot going on in, in a quite complicated architecture, um, but we have uh, folks on the team and, and in our partner base who have built systems uh, as complicated as this before. Um, uh, maybe not quite as quickly as this, but, uh, but it, it's, been, uh, it's been great to have others who have done this before at the table uh, as we've gone from design to production um, and, and implementation in, in just about a year. And uh, Zero Beta in particular, what, what role are they gonna play in the model? Yeah, Zero Beta are one of our uh, wonderful partners. Uh, they, they have built some uh, integrations uh, for us. They've, they provide some uh, pricing engines, pricing libraries and pricing functionality for us. As, as we, um, you know, ideally in this market, you want to give users as much um, as much data around the trade as possible. Uh, they help us provide a reference price around, um, around assets in the market. Um, but I'd also mention that, you know, we're working with firms like uh, Yala Labs, as I said, and, and uh, the order management systems, you know, Charles River, and, uh, and you've already mentioned Transfic. Uh, we've talked about some of the others, Ion, Simcorp. We'll have more announcements coming back, um, or coming out soon rather. Um, but this kind of partner ecosystem is critically important to our success. Mm -hmm. And one of the technologies you promised to use at the outset was artificial intelligence AI. And um, where has that where has that got to? Are you using it? Do you plan to use it? And what role yeah. would it fulfill? There's a we absolutely plan to use it. Um, and, and artificial intelligence covers a wide range of uh, capabilities, from very simple machine learning up to true learning, uh, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. Um, and and we see this as a as a ramp up. You know, we we don't need to. Um, we're not looking to build something simply for the 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 uh, the marketing buzzword. Um, AI machine learning will, will provide um, a really important capability as we help users see feedback from the market. So, you know, one of the questions that users have today is when they put an order into the market or when they go into the market with some interest, what happens? Are they are they seeing all the liquidity that they should? Is there anything that they're missing out on? How could they change the way that they're interacting with the market to see an even um, better picture of liquidity? Well, that, that system is actually quite easy for, for us to build. Um, it, it will, uh, it's kind of in, in draft form, the placeholder name is the near miss service. You want to know exactly what your near misses were. Um, and so this, this AI capability will, will 
take the user's order, see what they've missed, what they could do to improve their order, and then offer suggestions back to the user on how they could see even more liquidity, how they could get more business done, um, or, or otherwise improve their execution quality. Now, you know, that could be easily done with a, a team of analysts and, and, and uh, you know, an, an Excel program. Um, but again, one of the benefits we have of building now is that we get to incorporate some of these great um, uh, machine learning capabilities to Im improve those recommendations as the market evolves. David, one, one final question for you. Um, you mentioned this idea first came into your head five years ago. You've done most of the work in the last two years. As you said, it, it's moved along very, very quickly. Uh, you've got a pilot in the UK this year, you've got plans in the US and Europe. How would you describe where, where Ledger Edge has got to and where you expect it to be in the next 12 months? Um, I, I, uh, that, that's a great question. And I certainly, I don't know if I'll be so bold as to describe 12 months from now with, with full clarity. We, we, of course, have a very good idea of where we think we'll be in 12 months. And, um, and, and I expect, like with most startups, we're, uh, we, the world will look somewhat different um, and probably you know, even better than, than we could hope at the moment. Um, I, I will say that, uh, you know, we've, we've benefited from a, a wonderful team of professionals. We have, uh, we have a great group of people here working at Ledger Edge, um, building the future of, of digital markets. We have a great group of customers who provide uh, wonderful input into the product. Um, and, and they're really bought in to, to the future of this market. And, and they really, you know, you can see their eyes light up when they see a, a new and different capability, which will help them get their work done on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and, and we've gone from, uh, as I've said, we've gone from design to a fully regulated implemented system in, in just about a year. Um, and, and now we're onboarding with, with over 50 institutional customers, um, some of the largest in the world. Um, and, uh, and, and that connectivity will provide a great, a great starting point for an ecosystem approach to corporate bond market liquidity. Um, which is which is a, a changing market. It's electronifying. It's getting more liquid, more digital, um, and and more exciting every single day. Um, you know, corporate credit's a, a super important part of the market. It forms a really important part of pensions, asset management, um, and the balance sheets of of many many corporations and investment firms. So we're really pleased to be able to to work in in such an important part of the market. Um, and you know, I, I think in the next year um, we, we'll see even more customers on board to the platform, um, more and more liquidity um, being added to the platform. And you know, like any startup founder, I'm, I'm going to tell you that uh, things will ramp up in a smooth and even journey um, to, to full success. But I think the more real, realistic approach is that you know, th things improve slowly, slowly, and then, and then more and more quickly, more quickly than, than you even think. Um, and, and so I'm excited about the future because our customers uh, and strategic partners have uh, been encouraging us to look at, you know, what happens when uh, when, when corporate bond markets are more efficient. Uh, what other markets can we look at? Um, you know, what's the future of, of digital assets in this market? And and that's one point I'll, I'll leave on, which is um, which is to say that you know over the next year, I think in corporate credit in particular, more assets will be issued on digital platforms. More digital assets will be uh, will be managed digitally throughout their their life cycle, and they'll be looking for a secondary market ecosystem where they can interact with other market participants for pricing information or for movements from one party to another trades. And and I'm excited because Ledger Edge is the very best place for them to do that, and um, and, and we're having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So just I, I said that we may last question, but you've just prompted another one in my <laughs> mind. Now we kind of think of the bond markets as they exist today transferring onto this new 
uh, ecosystem. But in fact, as you've just pointed out, they're going to be these sort of native digital bonds are, are being issued already, and they're likely to increase in in volume and number. So you're sort of well positioned for for that as well. So if I was a if I was a and this really is my last question. If I was a sell or buy side firm, I thought, well, I, I'm very excited by this, um, both because I can see existing business transferring to it. I can see I've got to find somewhere to trade. Um, these native digital bonds. How do I get involved, and how soon can I? Who, how soon can I start using this system? Is it I get involved with your UK pilot today, and your US pilot tomorrow, and your EU pilot the day after tomorrow? Is that is that the sort of schedule we're we're looking at here? How do I get involved if I'm one of those firms that would like to get stuck into this? I, uh, I, I, absolutely, you can get involved uh, right now. Um, for for better or worse, it it uh, takes any institutional trading party. Um, at least a week to to uh, get onboarded to Ledger Edge. We're, we're trying to move that as quickly as we can, uh, but maybe that will be for for a future startup to improve the speed of onboarding with with firms. Um, but uh, no, the way to get involved is to um, is to reach out. You can email me directly at david at ledgeredge.com or, or info at ledgeredge.com. Um, and uh, the the UK pilot will launch at the uh, end of April. Um, that's when trades can be done live on the platform, but we'll be working with users to bring in liquidity to the platform, gather feedback on, on what features they, they might need to work even better on Ledger Edge, um, and then providing data back about what they're seeing in the ecosystem. Um, uh, then the, the US launch will be shortly thereafter, um, probably in, in uh, mid-summer, uh, and the EU launch shortly after that. There's lots of information available, which, we're happily, uh, which we happily provide to, to anyone who's interested. Um, and of course, the, the very best way to see how this works is to come and see a demo. Uh, so please do reach out and, and get involved. Uh, David Nicola, I must let you go. Thanks very much for taking the time.